it's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the light. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Heather. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Woohoo. All right, so I have some good news for you. I love it when you bring good news. You know, last week or on Wednesday, we were um, we were still kind of confused about how we're supposed to live right. in this COVID world. And the whole show, we're supposed to be telling people how to do life. Right, yeah. So. Well... So here's we better figure it out. <laughs> I have some rules. Oh, great! I've got. I found the COVID rules. Perfect. Okay, so here we go. It's it's, it's going to clear it up for everybody. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're about to do. All right, <laughs> I'm just going to sit back. Number one, you can't leave the house for any reason unless you have to. Then you can. Of course, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Masks are useless. But they might be mandatory. Mm-hmm. It could save your life. Right. Or it could do nothing. Absolutely. So um, stores are closed except the ones that are open. Yes. And you should never go anywhere but support local business. Yeah. Don't go to the hospital unless you have to. And don't go to the doctor unless it's an emergency. But not if you're sick. Mm-hmm. The virus is deadly, but don't be scared. Sometimes it's nothing. Other times it's a global disaster. <laughs> right. Gloves won't help, but you should totally wear them. But don't wear them if you're touching things. Yeah, don't wear them uh, at the grocery store, I think. The virus has no effect on children except for those who got it. Right. Animals are also not affected except for the cat. That was positive. And like some tigers. And some tigers. Mm -hmm. You will have many symptoms when you're sick, but you might have no symptoms. And you might still be contagious, even if you have no symptoms. Mm -hmm. So just don't get sick. And if you are not sick, you still might be sick. You could still be contagious, even if you're not sick. Mm Mm-hmm. In order to stay healthy, you need to eat well and you need to exercise, but don't go outside. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you exercise for too long, then it'll lower your immune system. And don't go to the store, like just eat the snacks you have, right? Right. But only, but make sure you eat healthy food. Mm -hmm. Um, Get some fresh air, um, even though everybody's going to look at you wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, don't sit on anything. And if you do sit down, make sure you burn your clothes when you get home. (laughs) I think that's part of it for sure. Yeah. Right. You um, can't go visit old people, but it's really important to bring them their medication and their food. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if you're sick, you can't go anywhere except if you have to, then you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get restaurant food delivered to your house, which may have been prepared by people who didn't wear a mask or gloves, 
But it's important that you do that because you need to support local businesses. And when your food gets to your house, you need to leave it outside for three hours so that the virus <laughs> I think so. dies. Mm-hmm. Um, the virus remains active on different surfaces for different amount of times, from two hours to six hours, maybe days. We <laughs> don't. It just just stay on your couch. Right. It stays in the air, maybe in a closed room for an hour, um, and every sick person can infect ten people. So if the if it if the water droplets fall on something that you touched, just don't go anywhere. Couch. Um, the number of deaths is continuing to go up, but we don't really know how many people are infected because we've only tested the ones that are almost dead to find out if that's what they're going to die from. Yeah, but we have tested some of those tigers and alligators. Right. And that to we know, we know that about them. So yeah. We have enough tests for that. There's no treatment except for one, but apparently if you take too much, then it's really bad, mm-hmm. which seems like it would be the case for all medicines. And we should all stay locked up until the virus disappears, but it'll only disappear if we become immune, which happens from exposure. So that clears it up, right? I feel 100% sure of what to do now. Thank you. And so helpful. <laughs> I saw this on the same page that you probably saw it uh-huh. on, and I commented that it's exactly how I feel right now because it's so confusing to figure out what are we supposed to do, like we talked about in the show on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that I saw it at all is because you put up a comment, and so it was like several of my friends were all talking about this one thing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that from so many people right. of just like, I want to do the right thing, but I don't know what the right thing is. Right. And, uh, you know, okay. I'm, so you choose the pieces of it that feel not best, but that, that you think are the biggest deal. You're like, okay, so less than 10, more than six feet away. I'm just going with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said last time, I think that we're going to get to a place of personal comfort where you feel like I'm doing the I'm I feel safe to be around Mm -hmm. but I'm still not going to go a lot of places right it's just going to be interesting to see how how that falls out but I thought that um, having that list of rules would be helpful for our listeners who are confused so useful yeah yeah Mm, really good (laughs) (laughs) so um Governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, mm-hmm. has been doing some great press briefings. Um, I love it when he brings his brother on. Yeah. <laughs> Chris comes on. It's so great. Well, um, apparently recently he started out with some parenting advice, too. I didn't see that one. Yeah. He has advice to fathers um, whose children are starting to bring home significant others. Mm. He has three daughters, mm-hmm. and um, he has offered plenty of guidance throughout the virus pandemic. Uh, this time, he's giving advice on what to say to your kids if they ask what you think about their new boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> and his tip is, you cannot tell them if you don't like them. Mm-hmm. The answer is always, we like them. So um, apparently, they have a family tradition. On Sundays, they have family dinner. His daughter has brought home a boyfriend who is joining them for dinner. Mm-hmm. We don't know what their COVID status is. They've mm-hmm. come up with their own 
social dis- distancing right. uh-huh. guidelines. And he says, um, his quote, the boyfriend is very nice. We like the boyfriend. Advice to fathers. The answer on what you think of the boyfriend is always, I like the boyfriend. Always. There are only two options. Either you like the boyfriend, in which case you say, I like the boyfriend, or you don't like the boyfriend. But you can't say that you don't like the boyfriend. He continues his explanation. He says, the reason why is it triggers NDS. NDS is natural defiance syndrome. (laughs) This is not documented. It's a psychological condition where if you say, I don't like this, natural defiance syndrome kicks in and they begin to like the thing even more just because you don't like it. I so watched you- a new comedy special the other day and uh, the guy was, was Krista Elia um, and he was talking about He's like, I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. I've never done a drug in my life. And he's like, and it's my parents' fault because they were always like, hey, drugs are out there, you know be better if you don't do them but you know it's your life you got to figure it out you know live it your own way whatever and he's like i want to rebel against you (laughs) if you would just tell me what i'm not allowed to do so that i can go do it would be great but they never said that he wasn't allowed to do the thing so you know takes all the fun out took all the fun out of it so way to go governor cuomo um for (laughs) your psychological warfare against your daughter well, it turns out that he said that he really does like her boyfriend. So mm-hmm. he, it, there's, they're still good. So um, just in case you were wondering, and actually that was relevant to what I really wanted to talk about today in our... What, what did they come up with now? Ew! Not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Okay, so part of the whole social distancing thing is that it has amplified our use of social media. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it has amplified the amount of time that our kids spend oh, God. on social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, it's different when, when we have a normal social life. There are categories of friends, I guess, where it's like, well, there are friends that you're, that you're, kids hang out with and then there's friends that they see at school and then there's friends you know they have different pockets of friends just like we have different pockets of friends but I wonder if people are thinking about their children's use of social media in relation to how their friends are allowed to use social media and whether there's like pressure to let them be on it more or if you're trying to reduce restrict access to certain friends because of the way that they act on social media. Um, I'm just wondering how that is affecting how parents are seeing their kids' friendships. Yeah. it And it limits who the kids are interacting with. Like right. the casual relationships that they would have at school, that maybe it's a couple little girls or boys that you really wish that they were better friends with, that they just maybe see each other, they sit in a group at the cafeteria or something. But now, for my kids, they're missing those relationships completely. and Like they're not having that incidental, casual contact that they would usually have, you know. Right. And... So they're only talking to 
a couple, like the couple that they have like cell phone numbers for Mm -hmm. or that were considered the, quote, best friend or whatever. And actually my son, some of his best friends who were always online pre-COVID have been completely missing from the online environment in the recent weeks. And he really, really misses his friends. Yeah. You know, so there's there's a lot to unpack there. Well, you know, I think that there's some it seems like they would probably be interacting with the kids that are on social media. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this is my opinion. I'm just saying I'm just saying, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. So it's no big deal, right? I haven't even decided how I feel about it yet. Please don't hate me. It's just a question. It's just a question. There's some kids that you want your friend, your kids to be friends with, and there's some kids that you don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's true. And I wonder how many parents are struggling with now my friend is now my child is creating a friendship with this kid who I don't really want him to be friends with because he has easy access to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know different parents have different levels of permissible permissiveness with social media and different access times and different what's allowed. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this time of isolation and differentness is changing up who your kids are spending time with and and how you feel about that yeah a little bit and I think it's also interesting to think about what happens when they go back to school does that friendship maintain or are they basically like pen pals or you know um I do think that's interesting I feel like my kids have maybe had more interaction with some of the friends who they don't go to school with like some of the you know more would be like our neighborhood friends or whatever. Um, I feel like some we've had some of that, you know. And there's one girl particularly that she's a little older than my daughter, like three years older than my daughter. And my daughter being a middle schooler puts this child up being an early high schooler. And it's such a big difference, you know. And I know that this girl is, like, home alone. And I know that she's not home alone, like, no siblings, you know what I mean? So she, she doesn't have a lot of people to interact with. She doesn't have a broad friend network. So she's spending more time talking to my daughter. But I don't know if it's the kind of exposure that I want my daughter to have to certain things. You know, um... I have my kids really sheltered in a little bitty, you know, private school that, you know, part of our like mantra of our school is like, take your time growing up. Mm -hmm. Like there's no reason to grow up too quickly. And that's part of why I have them there so that we don't have to, you know, transition away from some of the more little kid things quite as quickly, you know, and, you know, now an exposure point of, you know, a public school high schooler that's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I mentioned um, a couple of episodes ago um, when Hot Brian was here mm-hmm. that, I was, <laughs> that I was not pressured. I didn't feel pressured to let my younger son um, engage in the kids messenger. Mm-hmm. I made the choice to do that and I didn't feel pressured to do it. Um, but it did happen faster than I felt really 
ready for. Right. And now that I've gone in and I have set the, um, like, the parental controls, I feel fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, it did happen fast. And it was like, whoa, I don't know that I'm ready to expand this bubble further than than it is right now. But at the same time, I don't want my kids to be even further disconnected from their friends. And I just, it's it's interesting to see where we set those boundaries. Well, I think for me, my children are children of divorce and they go back and forth. Mm. And I wonder when they're not with me, if they are those kids, those kids who are always on the social media, always available, who knows how they're acting? Who knows if, if they're that kid that you don't want your kid to be friends with? I don't know <laughs> because I, I only see it every other week. I spend a lot of time thinking about when my son is on Zoom at his dad's house, if he is like dancing in his bedroom or like putting on a show like you know like i i don't know as he's necessarily supervised and when he's at my house i make him sit in one chair like you have to sit in this one spot and you know like this is it this is the background this is the situation usually like camera off you know um and i just that level of freedom and I'm, and then i feel judged as a parent because i i'm not there but it's my kid you know it is so funny that you say that because i got an email it was like sent to all the parents mm-hmm. about zoom etiquette <laughs> and like just a reminder you know common zoom etiquette for school you know like dress like you would be at school like don't bring snacks you know like, right and i wrote back i was like is my child the reason for this email in any way? Because I don't super supervise. Mm-hmm. Like, and she wrote back. She's like, no. But I had the same thought. I was like, oh, my gosh. Are you the one who's are eating and, one? like, smacking yeah. and, like, being, like, gross or something or being weird or disruptive or being the one, you know? Being the one. I think yeah. I told you my – I think I told you the amazing example and maybe – left out the less amazing example Uh so uh my son led the class in prayer i remember i talked about that on the show and how lovely it was and he folded his hands and he put his (laughs) head down and he dear lord please keep us safe and help us to you know have the strength to stay home beautiful 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 it was so great i was so proud of him and then the next day (laughs) on the zoom meeting he wanted to do his Zoom meeting from the back patio, mm-hmm. and he sat down on the back patio, and I'm, like, making coffee and, like, glancing out periodically, and he, um, I look out there, and he's got a ball, and he's throwing it up in the air back and forth, and he's bouncing it off the edge and, you know, and retrieving it, and I open up the back door, and I say, hey, This is school. This is not time to play ball. And the exact same moment that I'm saying it, his teacher on Zoom is like, hey, I can see the field of all the kids. You're the one that's bouncing up and down. Do you know what I mean? Because you can clearly, the one that's moving is the one that you can see. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the the one that you're going to attend to. And I hear her call him out at the same time. And and my son uh, looks at me and he's like, why has everybody got to be moderating me? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, what do they say? Uh, sometimes you're the 
Oh man, sometimes what is you're it? the nail, and it's, it's, no, it's like no. sometimes you're the dog, and sometimes I don't remember what it is. But well, we both that, know what yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Hopefully, our audience does as well. <laughs> sometimes you're the this, and sometimes you're the that. So you know this, you know, moderating your kids' friendships and being involved in your kids' friendships goes beyond COVID, and it goes beyond social media. And I wonder, you know, what makes it what makes one of your kids' friendships untenable. What makes it not cool for you? At what point do you step in and say, Mm-mm, no? I think even, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to spin just a little bit out. Sure. But for me, sometimes it's not even friendships. It's if they get really into, my kids really love to watch YouTube videos of other kids, right? Okay. Of mm-hmm. kids like doing all these challenges and doing all this stuff or whatever. And it's when my kids start to imitate mm-hmm behavior that I find unbecoming is when it becomes like when I'm like look I know where you learned that Mm -hmm. and that's not okay yeah like my kids were watching a string of videos for a while that was these kids doing the Starbucks challenge right and these kids would go into Starbucks this pre-COVID right and they would order and they would use a fake name on their order And then they would give the Starbucks employee a big tip if they spelled it right on the cup. And they would get progressively harder names, right? Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, you earned $20 because you can spell, you know, or whatever. And I thought it was so condescending and so upsetting. I didn't think it was funny. And it made me absolutely furious. And one day my kids were with their babysitter and they had planned to do this challenge with Mm -hmm. the babysitter. And the babysitter, like... Truth, my my kids weren't trying to be bad. They really thought that I understood that they wanted to do this with her. Right. And she really thought that I was aware of it, you know. And they went around to like two or three different Starbucks and they did this. And I was furious. Yeah. I was furious. And I had a long talk with the babysitter and she felt terrible. Right. You know, I had a long talk with my kids and they felt terrible. They didn't understand why it was rude and condescending. They really didn't yeah. understand. And once I told them, then they were like, oh my gosh, I feel really badly. And they were like, and the babysitter was like trying to go to their age. She's like, the Starbucks employee said that people do this all the time, that this is, you know, like they said that, you know, it's cute. And I'm like, it's not cute. It's a crappy way to treat a server. Yeah. Like, your tip is contingent on the service you provide me, not on your spelling abilities. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And I mean, so it, it was just a situation where they were emulating a behavior mm-hmm. from a thing that they were watching and being exposed to mm-hmm. that made it. Like, I don't want you to watch those that little family of jackass kids that. You know, right. If you're if you can't watch it and just have it as an entertainment value thing and it doesn't affect your behavior, then it's not the right thing for you. Right. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel there's been some shows that are um, I'll hear emulated or imitated. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like it's rude. Um, Anything that is disrespectful to really anybody. Mm -hmm. And that was a personal um, grief process for me because I realized once I started being more committed to to being kind, (laughs) um, I realized how sarcastic I am Mm -hmm. and that I, when I was editing myself, um, I did mourn some of my sarcasm because sarcasm, the way that I was sarcastic was um, 
disrespectful and not cool. And, you know, like, I don't even think that it's wrong to be that way because there, there are certain behaviors that you can exhibit in the company of close people. Like, if you were to read my group six sister text. Well, that's different. Oh, it's just total. I mean, yeah. And your children sometimes become a part of your set of people that you have that kind of irreverent humor with. Yeah. And I guess just editing that back and figuring out whether they're old enough to handle that right. or whether they're not yet. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, um, okay. So something that you said in the last episode, I wanted to explore further. Mm-hmm. And it was when you were talking about your friend who um, posts questions that are from different perspectives and he welcomes alternative opinions Mm -hmm. and wants to have civil discourse about things that people might disagree with. Mm -hmm. But then you also said that he had posted a comment that he was going to... Yeah, it was very uncharacteristic. Yeah, that he was going to block or unfriend people who held a specific opinion. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting because I have often felt like I was about to say the same thing. Like, if you believe this, go ahead and unfriend me now because I don't want to, because that's a deal breaker. I feel passionately about this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I also feel like I don't want to live in a world where I'm only surrounded by people who who share my perspective. You know, I value having a, a variety of perspectives. And so I wonder, where's the line where I'm like, I won't be friends with you or I won't have you in my life. I I mean, being in my life doesn't necessarily mean that we're friends, I guess. Mm -hmm. But like as far as the social media part goes, where it's like I exclude you because of this thing. And I wonder where is that? Where where do you draw the line of that's where I'm done? I guess. Well, number one, the algorithm does a lot of editing for you. Like, you have to almost actively try to keep people with differing opinions as a part of your feed. You know, because they want to hone you down into what they think you are. Right. You know, Um, so that's difficult. But for me, it's, um, I guess, for me, it wouldn't be a single idea, I don't think. It would be repeated exposure to a person who... I consistently disagree with to a point that it starts affecting my life. Like if I start, if I'm fired up about their thoughts, you know, and I think, and they're really locked into one thing and I'm really locked into a different line of thinking and I don't know where the the balance point is. You know, I don't, or I don't think there's a balance point where I'm just like, gosh, the more I see of this person, the more I just think they're not the kind of person for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, So I think it comes down to a set of behaviors or a set of beliefs. I don't think it would be like, if you are out there in my friend group somewhere and you don't like X, then I don't like you. Right. I think it's more targeted to a specific individual. If I see consistently from that individual things that just don't appeal to me or that I just can't agree with and that, you know, like a lot of times I know I asked everybody, you know, see what you can learn from it and then, you know, just move on. And I think that's true. But there's also like if you've shown me you're never going to change this opinion and it's something that I don't agree with and 
I'm never going to have an impact in updating your way of thinking. Then at some point I'll just be like, you know, I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. I think it becomes an organic process of kind of like, you know, like a breakup, you know, like a relationship breakup, Mm -hmm. like a a friendship breakup where at first you're really torn about it. Like, oh, but, you know, we have all these other things and we have these mutual friends and blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're just being a jerk about this one thing. And then you start seeing a pattern of behavior and then it starts to bother you more. And then over time, you get to a point where you no longer feel um, any discord or stress for them not being in your life anymore. And I think that the um, the pandemic is bringing it like I'm trying to be very very like extend a lot of grace to all people because people are behaving more radically than like I have a really good friend that like one of one of the few people that I still see frequently who has gone very during this uh pandemic into like super super Trump support Trump can do no wrong you know, I can't look at it from any other way except that Trump can do no wrong. And it, it's gotten to a point for me that I'm like, we can't talk about anything in the political arena. You know, like yeah. we, we we just can't do it. Like because you can't hear an alternate theory. You know, like I think it's great to support what you support. And I'm totally fine with, you know, whether you support this political candidate or that political candidate. But if you can't see fault in that human being, right. no matter who that human being is, I don't care if they're a Democrat, if they're a Republican, if they're, you know, if they're not Jesus, right, then right. they have fault. And I, it really bothers me when people get on that very, very, this is the only way this person does everything right. Right. And when there's no leniency that maybe this person doesn't do everything right. Yeah. You know, like, look, I get it. We're all doing the best we can. You know, Donald Trump has the hardest job in this country by far. We could argue all day if someone could do it better or if someone could not, but he's making the damn decisions. He has to make the damn decisions. It's his job I feel sorry for him that it's his job, you Seriously. know, like, but he's not doing everything right, you know. Um, some people would say he's not doing anything right, and neither of those points of view are based in reality. Yeah, the answer is always somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I have definitely had, um, have noticed that people's, Opinions about social distancing and the, just the virus in general um, seem to be pretty politically based sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, w- and I've been surprised, too, at some of my friends who have taken hard lines on things that um, yeah, I didn't expect. But I just enjoy understanding other heels' perspective. Me, too. And so when you're able to explain why you feel so, some way... Um, and I feel like when people feel safe with the fact that I'm not going to jump to defend my position or attack their position, mm-hmm. but that I truly want to understand where they're coming from because I don't understand and I don't un- I don't see it that way. And so help me see what I, what you see. Right. And I might change my perspective 
or I might not, but I truly, if somebody has a, an opinion about something that I don't understand how they could possibly feel that way, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. Like, am I missing something? Is there something that I don't know? Or do we just have different perspectives, mm-hmm. you know, and we're coming from a different mental place? I was talking to a friend not too long ago. I wish I could remember the term. I'll have to ask and try to bring it back at a future date. But it was uh, it was a friend who was a philosophy major, right? And was like, well, yeah, because you ask these questions and you're very alkaline about it. You don't have an agenda. You know, they're like most people when they ask these questions, like from a like historical philosophy kind of opinion, they're trying to lead you to the place Yes. Where you agree with them on the thing. So as soon as you start asking your questions, you put people on edge when you're trying to be open and you're trying to, you know, whatever. People get fired up. Like, why are you questioning? Right. You know, like, and they think you're trying to lead me over here. You're trying to make me like this. You're trying to make me, you know, like, and I truly am not. Right. I just, I just, I'm just pondering. Yeah. Well, I had that conversation recently with somebody about gay marriage and like, and they had an opinion that was different from mine. And I was curious to know, well, you know, what is it about the, about this that you aren't okay with? Is it this part or is it this part or is it this part? Mm -hmm. And, and they answered the question and then it's like, okay, so would it change if this was the case or would it change if that was the case? Like, yes or no. It's like, okay. Well, then what about this? And I feel like being able to, I, I'm curious to know. Like, I'm not trying to change your mind. I just want to understand your perspective because it's different from mine. And I'm not necessarily going to change mine. Mm-hmm. But I, I try to create an environment where they know I'm not going to try to change your mind. I'm just curious to know. Well, yeah, I, I think that uh, it made me remember. I wrote an article back in the summertime uh, for our local paper, for the Democrat, and it was about riding the scooters downtown. Remember, right, when, remember yeah. when all the rage was about the scooters and whether <laughs> the scooters were safe? And, you know, now we can't go anywhere, right. so we wish for those damn scooters. But um, it was about, I went out and rode the scooters. They were fun, had a good time. Yeah, there's some problems with them. But overall, the scooters were pretty fun, right? So free little happy article it wasn't heavy it wasn't even like supposed to be thoughtful it was it was mind-numbing it was a fluff piece you know for all intents and purposes it was just a little story about my afternoon riding scooters and going to like six different local restaurants and having a good time and when I sent it over to the Tallahassee Democrat they said do you want to include a photo and I said no because the guy that I went scooter riding with is not really my guy and I don't really you know it was like they were like okay well you and your boyfriends you know whatever like so I was like you guys just pick whatever photos you want so they ended up making it into a big article like a big you know featured section of the TLH life section and they chose like four or five photos to put with it of people down there you know on their scooters and one of the photos they chose was just a guy riding on the scooter and the caption said Billy Jones or whatever, you know, whoever the guy was, um, is riding on a scooter that his husband rented for him. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh. I got hate mail from a man locally. Just this one guy. Only one guy hated me. And he's like, you are pushing your gay marriage proponent. You're pushing your, you know, left 
wing rhetoric. You like how dare you, you know, try to covertly, you know, <laughs> influence us through wow. your little happy article, like all this stuff. And I emailed him back because I always email when people send me hate, I always email them back. Right. And I always not only email them back, but email them back completely kindly, completely, yeah. you know, like so I emailed him back and I said you know, I actually didn't even choose the photos, but if I had, I don't care that it's, you know, I, I don't think it's trying to like sell being gay to you right. or anything, you know, but you know, I was like, I don't mind the photos that they chose, but I didn't select them, yeah. but I'm sorry that you're so mad. And, you uh, sent your hate you letter know. to the wrong yeah. person. I'm like, I hope you had a good day, you know, whatever. And he emailed me again. So it ended up being like a like a three times back and forth thing and he's like people like you will never change their mind and you you know you you like hardcore democrats blah 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 and I'm like I'm actually currently registered as a Republican. And I was at the time. Like, I think I'm registered as an independent now. I don't even know. I go back and forth. I like them all. You know, I just kind of like them all. Like, I think financially, I'm, I lean more Republican. And then, you know, when it comes to social things, I'm pretty, pretty damn liberal. I'm about as liberal as they come, you know, um, when it comes to social stuff. Like, you know. That's I, why I'm yeah. registered as an independent also. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, usually... It's funny because last episode and this episode, we've talked more politics than we ever talked on episodes <laughs> one through 50. Like, we, so, politics isn't something that you and I ever dive into. I don't we know. said we weren't going to. Yeah. And I kind of like that, you know, like, it's because it's so polarizing and so divisive. And if I say, if I say, I think Donald Trump did a good job on this thing. People are like, she's such a, you know, hardcore mm -hmm. Republican, blah, 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 blah. And if I'm like, I think that, um, you know, Joe Biden, blah, 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 blah. Oh, she's such a damn, you know, liberal. Like, people just lose their minds. My my old man friend Rick uh, uh -huh. over at, oh, he does, probably wouldn't like I called him old man Rick. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Old um, man Rick. My, my dear friend Rick from the UK. And I had a conversation a few weeks ago where he's like, I think you guys should delay your election. And I think it would really help the Democrats. Like, you know, he's like, you can't really campaign right now. And I'm like, oh, there's no way in this country. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, we don't have enough traditions here. Like this, this is steeped in absolute. And he's like, but it would be good for them, I think. And I'm like, no, we don't like we're only going to do what we're going to do, how we're going to do it on the date it's scheduled. You know, like, I'm like... Oh, gosh. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch how that goes it's down. It's going to be insane. And, it, like, mean, not talk about it very much on this show. No. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be insane. It's a lot of fun. I like that we just spun out of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at my show notes, and I'm like, w I, we started... Which is totally fine. I mean, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. So I started out talking about the COVID rules, the rules for life now. And then we talked about, like, our... Um, our kids' friendships and spending yeah. time on social mm -hmm. media and when we feel like we need to step in and when we, um, you know, how we kind of feel about that. And I pondered whether or not people were uncomfortable or um, thinking about who their kids were hanging out with and without, while still saying, I'm not necessarily saying that's happening in my life. I'm just saying it crossed my mind. saying. And then we spun off into a... I don't even know what <laughs> for a minute. Uh, and then we talked about Starbucks. Oh, I just yeah. want to say that every time that we go, I'm just asking. <laughs> I always think about the Fast and the Furious. 
I've never seen that. Oh, my gosh. The first Fast and the Furious. It's terrible. Like, you can memorize it if you watch it about twice because the dialogue is so basic. Oh. Like, so basic. But there's the, the bitchy girl, and she goes, it's just a question. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I think about every time we do it. It's just a question. Now I'll have to watch it, but I yeah. won't really. I'm sure you won't. But I am going to um, have a call to action. Good. We're going to have some homework? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't forget your homework. When you're thinking about how your kids are spending time on social media and who they are hanging out with and whether or not they are hanging out with the kids that you would choose for them or whether they're learning things that you want them to know or if they are doing things that you want them to do or how you feel about it, ask yourself whether or not what you are modeling, whether or not you can teach them something better and what you're modeling for them and um, where, how, what you want your relationship to be with them long term. And um, I know that when I hear my kids doing like repeating things that I don't want, that I don't feel like are part of our family, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wonder, you know, well, am I on my phone all the time? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, am I, you know, what am I modeling and can I do better? And so that's the homework is when it comes to your kids doing stuff that you don't like, what are you modeling and can you do better? And I know I'd love to hear about what comes up, you know, and, and what you realize or what you decide. Or if you think, you know, screw you, I can do whatever I want. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's season two. It's season two. We're just trying to help you do life <laughs> while we figure it out on our own. Right. So go and find us on all of the places where we're in everything and um, let us know what you think about our new look and all of our new stuff. And um, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. And if it's not, then share it with a friend. Even if it is, still share it with a friend. <laughs> yeah, either way. And we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.